Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Recovery Warriors Podcast. I'm your co-host, Avery, and I'm someone who used a bunch of drugs. And my name is Quinn. I'm still an alcoholic, a raging alcoholic. So today is a special Godcast, and Quinn and I want to piggyback on our previous episodes, um, and we want to talk about what a higher power can do for those in recovery. So Quinn, like, We've been doing this thing now, going on four years for me, and for you, how long, uh, as far as recovery? Um, I'm two years sober, two years and some change, so um, still brand new, acting brand new. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot to gain, uh, a lot to learn, Um, but one thing that I've really wanted to narrow down, uh, if we could, and and discuss before we get into deeper parts of this topic, um, we see in recovery, God and higher power to be different in some cases. Do you believe that there is a difference between God and higher power in recovery? Well, so that's not my place to tell anybody what or who to believe in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous isn't a religious program. Uh, for me, I do believe in a God. Uh, you know, for some people... They might believe that the program itself might be their higher power. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a weird give and take there. Um, I know for me, um, it was always about coming back to my God. It wasn't about finding a God. It was about uh, coming back to a God after years and years of running from God, uh, trying to do things my way. And, you know, really God opening his arms up and welcoming me back uh but you know he was just waiting on me that whole time so um 
my whole idea of God hasn't changed from the time I was a kid until now. It was just a matter of uh, me putting it all together and coming back to him and doing what I was supposed to be doing this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. As Biffy said, man. Um, and I can second that, uh, myself, uh, growing up in, uh, uh, Christian theology, I think that's the word I'm looking for here. And, and, uh, finding out about Jesus and God through the Christian church, um, planted a seed and made a difference in some of my thinking and moral compass. Um, I agree both with, I agree with you. I know, uh, a few, maybe about, about a month ago, you and I had dinner and, uh, we talked about, and you mentioned it and I appreciate you for broadening my perspective within this, but you mentioned that, um, not everyone in recovery, uh, believes in God. And I immediately objected to that during dinner. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I, my words and thinking was, how do you not believe in God and you're in recovery? Um, and it's really more to it than that. I, I, I believe that whatever your higher power is, whether it's God, an ancestor, or uh, like you said, uh, the big book, uh, AA meetings, um, it's essentially just about recovery um, and what you put on that pedestal to help guide you to a higher dimension. Um, and, I, and I'm thankful for you let me or mentioning that and it opened up my perspective i spent time meditating on that after that night um thinking about it um and it makes a lot of sense you know um, but for me you know personally uh, god is uh, my unseen confidant jesus is my unseen confidant and i don't think there's a right or wrong there um uh, it's what makes what works for you makes you feel better about decisions you're making yeah and for sure i definitely didn't come to to that conclusion on everything right away when i got out of out of treatment and i started going into the aa rooms and stuff like that you know you'd hear god this god that god everything Um, but then there's other people who are in there and they're sober and they're getting through it their own way finding their way and they don't believe in god And I almost got offended sometimes. And I had to, like, really hold my tongue before I said something. I didn't know how to think or feel about that. Yeah. Um, the book of Alcoholics Anonymous is littered with the word God, right? And it's in there almost 300 times. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to all these people, and if they're talking about how they don't believe in a God, and, you know, they don't need to believe in, in this or that, but, you know, they're... Their whole idea of a higher power is keeping them sober. Who am I to say they're wrong? Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not my place. It's not church. It's not anything like that. Uh, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to somebody about why I serve the God I do uh, after a meeting or another time. Uh, but in a meeting, it's, it's not the right place. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, um, you know, you could say some pretty hurtful things to people by, you know, just being rude or, or whatever the case may be, like just talking about, your stern beliefs and your God, right, you know, right. and that's not what you want to do. Uh, you definitely just want to, you know, uh, you know, kind of almost agree with what they're doing because in the moment in recovery, in AA, what we're doing is trying to stay sober. Mm. Uh, that's the main objective in an AA room. It's not about church. It's, it's not about religion. It's about just staying sober. And if that works for them and, you know, they're, they're doing well and they found, found a way that works for them. It didn't work for me like that. 
Yeah. And it's not my place to tell them either way. So Absolutely. I respect it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a great point of view. Um, and it's not about, like you said, essentially forcing it. It's it's guiding and, and taking the hand and walking with them. And like you said, whatever works for them, uh, more power. And we can encourage them and, and to staying into what works for them. I think at the end of the day, recovery becomes this process. And during the process of recovery, what I've realized is we're peeling back layers and um, breaking down ourselves and putting ourselves back together. And for me, what I've recognized is as I'm putting myself back together, actually to the point of breaking myself down, it's like, how am I still alive? How have I not gone to prison? Why am I not dead? How have I didn't, didn't overdose? I see God there. And as I'm putting myself back together, um, you know, where did I get some of these tools? Where did I get some of these qualities? Uh, where did I get some of the strength? Where did, I, where did I get some of this motivation? I see God there. And so someone else might see their, their grandmother. Someone else might see the big book. You know what I mean? Someone might see Quinn at, you know, a leader in a chapter meeting, an aid meeting. You know what I'm saying? And not to put you in the position of God, but that, that influence, you know. And so I think that's a powerful thing and a, definitely a good perspective that I'm, help, I'm thankful that you helped me uh, see a lot broader. Yeah, it's a real fascinating uh, subject and it's 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 kind of crazy how it works for people yeah. you know it's it's a god thing but it's a higher power thing right right and and we're just like really just trying not to drink or use drugs right, right? Somehow, however you're gonna do it yeah. um and it talks about uh you know you talk about you know having you know just the smallest inkling of faith yeah in something right yes sir yeah yeah that mustard seed i, I think um, at the end of the day, that's what ends up happening. You know, um, we believe that this isn't it. You know, I, I, there was a point where I believed that it's not smoking meth is not it. Losing my life to meth is not it. There's something else for me here. Spending 10 hours to figure out how to come up with 25 bucks to get high. There's something more than that. To me, that was that that faith of the mustard seed to figure out what is it, you know, what's keeping me bound and and in bondage to meth. Why am I going to bed thinking about it and waking up thinking about it? And so those questions led me into believing in, in faith that there is something more and this isn't it. Um, and I and I do believe that um, that's what it essentially becomes as we're we're you know ascending into a, another dimension. Um, and whether we see God there or not, you know, it's, it's, it's held within the faith. Yeah. And I was kind of looking up some stuff in, uh, in the book as Bill sees it. Um, and obviously I can't recite it because I have three functional brain cells left, but let me read it real quick. Cause it just goes along with this, like exactly what we're talking about. It says deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by the calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other, it is there. For faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man itself. Wow. That's powerful. Right? And that comes from uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, page 55, actually. So, There's a lot of power in that book. There is. Yeah. There is. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a survival guide, mm. uh, much like a Bible. Yeah. You know? Um, for me, I find a, a lot of direct correlation between the two. Um, I feel like uh, sometimes when I read the big book, um, it makes me want to dive into my Bible. Mm. It makes me 
remember that God did all these things for me. Like, you know, you need to do everything to, to try to maximize all this, all this stuff that he's given you back. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like it, it, it's a debt that's owed almost. But it's a, it's a good uh, borrower that we're borrowing from that we have to pay back. So after kind of taking some time to slow down and be more appreciative to how God has played a role in my life and giving more credit to how God's played a role in my life. I started thinking about to what led me to calling out to a higher power. And there was a lot of ignored signs. There was a lot of Bible verses that I stumbled across. Um, what was your, what led you to your calling to, out to a higher power? So, there was just a series of red flags that God was throwing out like Ed Hockley and I missed them all. Yeah. I missed them all. Um, or I ignored them on purpose, mm-hmm. but, uh, it goes as far back as, you know, my first drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember being in, in an apartment, uh, my teammates came over. I'd never had anything to drink at that time. I had no idea what alcohol tasted like. I had no idea what was good, what was bad or otherwise, all I know is they thought it'd be funny to start me off with the hurricane malt liquor. And, you know, I drank it and I was like, man, that's not that bad. It's that bad. That is piss. Like I was drinking piss and, uh, you know, I didn't get it then. You know, I had no idea. Like at that point I had no clue that I was going to be an alcoholic, that I was an alcoholic, that I had this disease. Um, and then, you know, it goes, you know, as far as, you know, the losses in my life, uh, whether or not those were uh, not, you know, signs from God that I needed to change, but they definitely should have been things that got my attention and, and made me really think about what was going on in my life uh, and how me being here affects everybody around me, affects mm-hmm. my family. Um, and then it goes to, you know, me not thinking that, one DUI was enough or two DUIs was enough or the third one. Um, you know, when I continued to drink for a full week after my third DUI, um, and really just when it came down to it, when I, when I called out to a higher power is when I was rock bottom mm-hmm. and I was in that lawn chair, the second day of treatment, begging God to save my life, weeping like a baby, uh, just begging God to save my life. Yeah. Uh, what was that verse again? I know you mentioned it and I was like, man, who goes to, was it Noah? Oh, no. So, yeah. So I was sitting there. I had actually brought my Bible with me and I had no idea what to do, man. I, yeah. I was in, you know, treatment for the first time and I was scared, obviously. And, you know, I, with no idea what to do. So I just go sit in a lawn chair by myself outside and I'm just praying, like I said, to God. And um, for no reason at all, like I open up my Bible. There's no rhyme or reason to where I opened it or anything. I just wanted to open it and start reading just trying to get my mind off of things because I was in such physical pain. Mm-hmm. My mental wasn't right. And uh, I opened it up to the book of Jonah. And the very first verse that I saw was Jonah 2.6. And it says, To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever, but you, God, raised me up from the pit. And I knew that that verse actually meant a lot to me in that moment. Uh, I, I felt like it inspired some hope in me. Just the words are powerful, you know. You know, God's lifting you out of this this mess that you made. Yeah. And um, 
but like later on when I really started to progress in the program and I started to get strong and stuff, I thought back on the words of that verse and it really has, has meant a lot to my life. Uh, I wake up every morning and, and when I pray, I recite that and I just thank God over and over again because he did lift me out of that pit and he is the reason that I'm here today. Yeah, that's powerful. That's a powerful testimony. And by the way, nobody just opens the book right. to Jonah. He's right. Right. That's nobody opens it. Yeah. And uh, so I, mean, I feel like, you know, that was probably like meant to be. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And to me, that goes right back to that faith of a mustard seed. The amount of a mustard seed led you into being, you know, open to knowing uh, what sparked hope which led to <laughs> opening the Bible to <laughs> yeah, Jonah. Yeah. Um, and then there was more hope, you know, and that's a beautiful thing about a higher power. Um, for us, it, it, you know, our higher power is God. And for others, it could be a relative, it could be whatever, you know, that's leading them into this spark of curiosity and being able to know, having that faith in the amount of a mustard seed, which leads them into, you know, um, being inspired in ways that they haven't been before. Um, I know what, you know, another thing kind of led me to uh, calling out to higher power was, you know, through songs, you know, not yielding any good results, you know, um, being pulled over, uh, patted down and having meth bowls on me <laughs> and not literally like they didn't feel it. He, I guess he thought it was my member or whatever, but <laughs> seriously, this is a true story, man. And, um, they, they couldn't find anything and I went home, you know, and, um, Despite, you know, having to swallow, uh, and now this is not a glory story, but an eight ball of meth and waking up, you know, in bad shape, but living to survive and, you know, to have this experience with you. Um, I can't think of any other thing to get me to that, to this point, but God, you know? Um, and so just after realizing these breadcrumbs and these red flags and the music and, you know, something's talking to me here, you know, and um, it's led me into, you know, just being open enough to to see what what's left, what's out there. What what can I do to be better? What you know, what can I do to not be obsessed by this meth, you know, and, and drugs? And, um, you know, it, it 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 just called me. It led me to call out to God even more, you know. And, you know, what's funny is how many times we uh Probably didn't pray when we were supposed to, mm, uh, and then and we we threw out one of those. God, if you get me out of this situation, I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to use again. Right. And you know it, you're right back to it. But yeah. um, there was a lot of those. Like yeah. God, please just let me get rid of this hangover real quick. Uh, you know, I, I know I've said those a few times. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 goes to those those awkward moments, right? That we experience um, calling out to God. Right. We we find ourselves in those awkward moments like uh, for me, for example, uh, this is an awkward way to call out to God. But I remember, you know, taking a few rips out of the meth bowl, thinking I'm going to go to church and have God talk to these demons. You know, it may be far out, but I don't understand. how. I don't know how that thought even entered my realm of thinking, but it did. I don't know if it yielded any good results because fast forward six years, I was still using, you know. And um, I think just being desperate enough, I don't know if there's a right or wrong within the des- how desperate you get. As long as you're not hurting anyone or hurt, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. But 
Yeah, I, and can that's, you think of awkward moments? I definitely can. Like just off the top of my head, uh, I remember very vividly uh, being in a strip club and uh, the clock striking twelve. Me realizing that it was Easter Sunday, and you know, I just had all these thoughts. Obviously, at the moment, like what a scumbag you are. Like, look what you've done. And um, man, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you because I. Obviously, I couldn't smell myself, but I'm sure that there was like some Sundays that people were sitting next to me and they probably left with alcohol poisoning. Like I was I would go to church and I would still be like very much drunk from the night before. And I'm not really sure if it's better to go to church like that or not. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was doing it um, and maybe that was just to try to make myself feel better about my, my own situation. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if there's a right or wrong there, man. I don't. Um, the church is there to provide uh, services and support for, for people that are hurt, you know, and for people that are experiencing hangups. I know uh, that's one of the slogans at uh, 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 People's Church. Shout out to People's Churches. You know, they're there to support people with hurts, hangups, and um, just being disconnected, you know, and... Um, maybe that's what we were, you know, desperate enough to do, you know? And again, I don't know if there's a right or wrong within that, but we did it. That's an awkward moment of calling out to God. And I can only imagine God just sitting up there being like, Oh, here we go again. Right. Look what at this guy. Mean? Who's this guy think he oh, is? You in the house? <laughs> you in my house acting like that? No, but shout out to Josh Young, man. Josh Young, um, started this challenge on Facebook, uh, for, uh, men in Proverbs. And, um, I accepted the challenge, um, not as consistent as I'd like to be, but nonetheless, it's given me a, the ability to tap back into to source. Um, there's been so many times in my life, especially here recently, where I've taken all the credit from our higher power, God, for what he's done in my life. And I, again, I appreciate you, Quinn, uh, us coming together to uh, do this podcast. And um, I know one of the things that you you said often um, before we started was, you know, we want to talk about God, you know, and talk about our higher power. Um, and I, that hasn't left you know, my thinking. And uh, again, as I've been paying back the layers and reflecting on how God showed up in my life and how, you know, God has got me to this point. Josh's young, Josh Young's challenge and Proverbs that brought me full circle back to um, where I found and called out to God while I was in that addiction while I was addicted to meth and the verse that stands out to me was then he taught me this is Proverbs 4 verse 4 uh, through 6 chapter 4 verse 4 through 6 then he taught me and he said to me take hold of my words with all your heart keep my commands and you will live get wisdom get understanding and don't forget my words or turn away from them do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. And that, that I stumbled across that in many different other verses out of desperation. While high, um, after a, ben, a bender, a bender, a bender, like three or four night benders, staying up, mm-hmm. sleeping and eating. And I don't know if I was weak to the spirit or what, but it led me on those days and, and those nights uh, to open the word and um, shout out to Josh to, you know, 
putting that um, challenge out because that verse brought me back to how desperate I was to want to remove myself from that obsession. Um, but I think it's okay to be desperate. Do you think it's okay 100%, to be yeah, to want definitely. to be un, unhinged from that? I do. Yeah, I do. And and that's what's crazy is how how much mercy God showed us. Yes. In our addiction, mm-hmm. uh, when we were constantly doing the wrong thing, knowing we weren't supposed to be doing the wrong thing. Um, and then to give us the strength that he has on this side of it. I mean, there's, there's things that I, I face daily that I was never able to overcome. Mm-hmm. And it might just be something simple. I might get sideways with somebody. Well, that was going to cause me to get all messed up that night, get drunk. And it's not like that anymore. You know, there's different, just different ways that I, that I handle situations. And I know that it's because I'm being guided by a higher power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper on that. Like, so how has a higher power showed up in your, your current recovery? Mercy. And I know you mentioned grace. So it's, it's been about strength. Yeah. Um, it's been about relationships. It's been about, um, loving and caring. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's everything to me. Yeah. Has it drawn you closer to the word uh, on those moments where you feel weak and, and triggered? It has. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, there's times when, when I'll just dive in just like I did that day. And, you know, I do those things and it's almost like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like I remember how I felt in that moment and I remember how grateful I was and to be alive. And I remember how desperate I was to call out to God. Yeah. And, you know, for somebody that's really had the same idea of God his whole life, um, and always believed that my God is a faithful God and he's a provider and, you know, he never leaves your side for all that to come true. And for me to, to see it and feel it on this side of it and know that, God very he very much is real to me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just to have that in my life is uh it's something that I definitely I neglected for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's so comforting to know that he's faithful and he's still there for you and he's going to be there for you no matter how bad you mess up. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, man. I completely agree. Um you know, and, and God has showed up in my way in recovery, in my recovery in similar ways. Um, one that stands out the most, and I mentioned it earlier, is just, you know, giving God more credit. You know, it's so easy to claim the credit. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, man, I come this far. You know, I <laughs> I quit smoking the glass, whatever, you know, the, the glass bowl. And I stopped, you know, being a mooch. And, well, God delivered me. You know, God showed showed up and led me to wisdom and understanding. Um, God, you know, dropped breadcrumbs um, in ways that, you know, uh, were graceful and merciful. And I never really showed and gave enough credit during that, that period of wanting to be sober. I always kind of hid that, that uh, phenomenon that was happening in my life. Because 
in meth, you know, you, you're up all night. You're there, there to battle your demons. People are sleeping and you want to remove yourself and be around the same energy. And not everybody is sensitive to the spirit within that realm. Mm -hmm. And it'd be, it's easy to come, uh, to come to those forces. Uh, it's easy to um, give in to those forces and become like those people that you're around that may not see God in their life. But God showed grace and was there every step of the way. And um, on this side of recovery, you know, ways that, you know, God is showing up is through me constantly just wanting to show credit a lot more, you know, because I, I wouldn't be here, you know. And whether, you know, you're, you're experiencing your recovery through a higher power other than God, um, it's a powerful thing, and it's. I think it's okay to put it on a pedestal because it's drawing you into recovery. What do you think? Absolutely is. I mean, I just don't think that you can do it yeah. without without the help of a higher power. Right. Whether it's God, whether it's the program, um, you know, whatever it is that gets you to that point where you are you feel safe and you're you're progressing and your life is getting better, man. Yeah. And you feel strong, whatever it is, man, get there, yeah. get in where you fit in. That's right. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's what we want to do. And, um, yeah, man, it's just an amazing thing. And it's fascinating it really is. Uh, how many different, different ways people can get sober with a higher power. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, so Quinn and I, we, we've been working on this and Quinn said it the best, um, you got to get right in what we're talking about, God or higher power. Like we can't dance around. No this. dancing around it, man. And, and and I think there's still a lot more that we can add to this topic. But um, let's what's some basic takeaways that we can take from this? Um, man, honestly, just staying plugged up. Yeah. Um, believing that there's something out there that can help you is what it is. Yeah. Um. And I love the way you say it. You talk about, you know, having the faith of a mustard seed. That's really what it is, man. Just get the smallest little little bit of faith that there's something out there that can help you and that loves you and that's that's there to guide you, um, whatever it is. Yeah. Also, I, some takeaways I would, you know, take from this is, you know, it's okay to be desperate to, to have the shackles ripped off of you, to, to be... Um, freed from whatever it is that you're addicted to or you're struggling with. It's okay to be desperate. Um, as long as we're not putting anyone else at harm, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Um, also I think, um, it's okay to give God credit to where you're at now, and where you want to be, give God credit to the idea and the fact that you're still alive and you're having this experience because ultimately that's what it is. I think, um, we, we never know who's going to be tapped on the shoulder for addiction. That's right. You know, there's really no barriers. There's no... Lucky um, us. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. And so um, I think the wealthiest, smartest kid can be tapped on the shoulder. Um, but, you know, as long as your higher power, God's in the center of the outcome, I guess, um, there's always a chance to, to not be addicted. Because, again... We don't know who's going to be tapped on the shoulder. Um, and we talked about this off air, but um, I don't know if 
there's a period when God's like, okay, Shawty, you're you're, you're 21. <laughs> I'm gonna let you do what you do till you're about 28. Yeah, you know. And, and I don't know if that's the case because there's experience in there, and there's a deeper relationship in some of those those dark experiences that you'll find God in. I wish you would have cut that off at 28. <laughs> right, right. I'd have been a lot know, better off. Where was you at, man? Yeah, you showed up at 33. <laughs> right, right. And so grab hold on to 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 whatever is keeping you um, in the light, whether it be God, Jesus, the ancestors, the big book, leaders like my man Q and um, AA meetings. Grab a hold of it and let God do his thing. You got any final words, big dog? Man, just as always, you know, if you're out there and, and you're struggling, uh, you feel like you don't have any hope, um, sometimes the best way to ease that pain is to reach out to somebody and, and really ask for help. There's a lot of people that have your best interest at heart and they would love to talk to you. Me and Avery are always here to talk to you. That's right. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's that difference between life and death. That's right. That's right. If you need to get hold of us, you can hit us at visionary, excuse me, I'll take that back. You can hit us at recovery warrior podcast at gmail.com. That's recovery warrior without the S at podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at recovery warriors with an S podcast it's hey listen, it's a mess google didn't have recovery it's a mess and twitter still like very much yeah. uh trying to get fixed because i keep getting whack handles and i'm trying to get it right so just yeah. bear with us and we'll get it straight that's right we're, we're here to share um some feedback if you need feedback suggestions if you need suggestions we're still a work in progress um, but we're four and almost three years in so we got your back we know what you're going through if we're not available Definitely pick up the phone, hit 988. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about 988. Uh, mental health, drug addiction, I believe they help support with uh, connecting you with providers um, and uh, treatment facilities. So 988 is definitely an option. Yep. And that long, uh, that darkest hour of your life is only 60 minutes, so go to a meeting. That's right. Love you guys. Love you guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.